0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the special quarantine, actually quarantine edition 2 of um, Where's My Wrestling Podcast. I have with me a special guest. I don't want to talk about Shay, I'm done with her. So I want to go to a new and special person It's coming in, a good friend of mine, um, Alex Weeks. How you doing, mate? You alright?
1: Hello.
0: Oh, sorry. Did I lose you? Have I lost you there? i still got you there still. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can eat now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Alex yeah, yeah. <laughs> is <what>? yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <Nah. laughs> Alex, he's a good friend of mine, a, a professional person, businessman, extraordinaire, intelligent. I want to get into some of the stuff he's been doing um, in about recent weeks um, very shortly. Um, and also, in addition to Alex, oh, hi, Shay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> nah, nah. We have Shay now. we have She's Shay. <laughs> Shay looking great in you know, her glasses and lip gloss on today, Shay? No.
2: Try mm. as anything.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's not about the content. You're I
2: mean, on. it's here, it's just in case I need backup, it's right here. But,
0: all right, take, we're taking bets on how we, if you actually apply in, in the next 45 minutes. No, I don't, don't bet on me. I think it will happen, right? <laughs> so guys, I'm, I'm a good staff, there's only one place to start. I mean, we want to escape COVID-19, we want to get away from the coronavirus chat, but I guess it's impossible to, to do so. I think Shay asked you last week how you were getting on, but I guess I'm moving on to Alec, because um, how have you been surviving quarantine, Alex? How have you been getting on?
1: Yeah, do you know what? For me, it's it's interesting because I primarily kind of work remotely anyway. So that hasn't really affected me work-wise, which is good. Um, I guess children at home, so that they're, they're not at school. Well, it's Easter holidays now anyway, so they would have been here anyway. Um, but it's, it's been fine. It's been fine. Like, I've been kind of just carrying on as normal. Um, kids have been doing well. Nick, my partner, she's been doing well. So fortunately it hasn't really directly affected us too much at the moment. But obviously there's always a knock-on effect of everything else that's going on Not being able to see people who don't live with us is, is obviously not ideal, but we're getting through.
0: And um, does Nick have to go into work or does she work from home?
1: No, so she works from home as, as well. Um, so she's, yeah, we're fortunate in that sense. It hasn't really affected anything with, with work for us. And she's been able to spend time, because of that she's been able to spend time um, with the kids as well. So that's really good. Okay.
0: So one of the things I've noticed, right, Um, I'll, actually, I'll get to you in a minute. One of the things I'll share this with you, one of the things I've noticed while Alex has been on quarantine, it's so while people are scrambling for toilet paper, scrambling for essential goods, yeah? This guy here has been living his best life. The first week quarantine, he we were quarantined, he had a beef brisket barbecue, right? And then a couple of days later, he had fish shaloubi and fine Greek breads. Like, what, what's going on, bro? On so, <laughs> I
1: know we're going to get there, but... I think although there, this is, there's lots going on and it's just going to affect people negatively, I think mm. um, there's, an, there's always an opportunity to, to do something else that's positive, maybe to turn it the, the, in a bit of a positive way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, I anyone who knows me, I know you know as well, Wayne. I, I like learning new things and I think it's an opportunity now to, to be able to pick up new skills or learn new things and try new things out. Um, so I, I've I've just been, I guess one of the things that I've I've c- kind of semi-enjoyed before is, is cooking and I thought it was an opportunity to try and cook some some new things. See Jimmy Oliver on telly trying to teach us uh, how to cook during quarantine and I thought, well, let's have a look and see if there's other things you can learn. So I thought I'd try things out and Nick and the kids are enjoying being my, my guinea pigs for the, the different meals and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's totally so, all right so far. I made a, a horrific soup yesterday which I had to get pulled down the sink immediately. Um, <laughs> what went wrong with it, uh, I think it was just too salty. baby uh-huh. right? so, And the salt and, and two different things and it was just horrible. But like all in all, things have been all right with that. So I've been learning new things and trying them out. But it's not just cooking, it's like, like um, just reading new things as well and um, find opportunities to try and understand. One thing I do think is an opportunity that people across the board could maybe pick up on with this type of thing is i guess what i would call kind of getting your head up mm-hmm. because a lot especially a lot of people i don't know kind of what the government's doing people in different ways but i think a lot of people are going to be able to have the opportunity to get paid a certain amount of, of their wage um and without having to, to go to work so there's a lot of quote unquote free time and you see like things going around on instagram a lot of memes and stuff people start saying that if you come out of quarantine without learning a new skill or without starting a business, then you've been wasting your time. I wouldn't necessarily go that far. Um, but I do think there's an opportunity to kind of get your head up and think about things that you wouldn't necessarily get a chance to think about because your head is always down trying to work out how to pay for the next month for a living. And then that might be looking at paying for the next one. Um, I think with something like this, it's an opportunity to maybe to look at things differently or think about things you wouldn't ordinarily think about. So I do think that is an opportunity that's kind of risen out of the ashes of this.
0: Bars, or is that the ashes? These, I didn't want to think you'd written articles. You're an author, of any court, and um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. I mean, share want to kind of expand on that point a little bit, actually, because um, I, Alex put that really beautifully. Um, in terms of using quarantine positively to kind of like venture into new things, This is actually something you said the other day about creativity. You want to we'll share that a little bit? It is.
2: It's funny because when you said Alex about um you said what the memes were saying, if you come out of it and not having done anything, then then you're trash or whatever. And then you, the sentence you said after that, the statement you made was, that's a bit too far. And I smiled because I, I'm i like you, I agree. I, I, without quarantine before coronavirus, I like to learn stuff anyway. I like to engage content. I like to um, consume content, engage in different things, reading documentaries, comedy, whatever it is, I like to consume um, and, because I also am a creative and I work for myself. It's very, very, it's a very surreal time for me because I was at home anyway, but my routines and all of those kind of things are now thrown out of the window and I'm still having to learn a new normal as well, in a sense. But also I agree that we should utilise this time to do the things that we always said we didn't have time to do. But I also think as humans, because of what you mentioned, Alex, because of the whole, um, we're working so hard to pay this month's bills and next month's bills and or to pay for the holiday or whatever it is we also need to take time just to rest sit your butt down and just take this time because there's probably never going to be a time in your life when you get to just sit on your butt get paid 80 percent of your wage um Mm -hmm. and actually uh they kind of rewrote some legislation in the last few days that said if you end up in another job throughout your furlough so if you've been put on furlough and you end up on another job, you can keep 100% of that wage, plus you still get that 80% of your original wage, which is, like, amazing, you know? And like you say, it's making sure that you utilise that time. It doesn't mean that you have to come out showing everyone else what you did. Maybe Mm -hmm. the thing you did was for you personally, for your mental health, whatever it is, but I definitely think it's time for reflection and perspective, even if because this could last a week it could last a year you're not going to get that much done in a week but you may be able to do some reflecting in a year though you have so many opportunities and to kind of yeah just carve out the the dream so,
1: so i completely agree with you and i i don't know if if you're aware if your listeners are aware of something called um universal basic income now i don't know entirely where i sit on this yet um, but I am leaning towards a form of it, um, just to get, give it, like the broad strokes of it. Ultimately, it's having a certain amount of money that you, is provided to you by the government. Is it Sweden? Sweden do so it. Finland had it, and can and they cancelled it, they're trying to. They tried trying, trying it in America. Um, Andrew Yang, who was presidential hopeful, he's, he said he was going to do it. 1200 pounds every single adult and four thousand. So twelve thousand dollars a year for every adult four thousand dollars for every child um germany have something now as which enacted in november last year which ultimately is a was a kind of round the back way of of implementing it um which works out about 1200 euros so universally across the board it works out about 1100 1200 pounds a month no matter where globally like mm. so adjusted for it for your exchange rate and the idea is that the government covers the cost of basic cost of rent, food, and healthcare. Yeah. Um now it sounds like and my initial thing, I I would always probably say that I'm a capitalist, I think, if you put me in one particular box. And I my initial thing would have been that um it disincentivizes people from work, right? Um I would go against that now. I think what i what I've realized through stuff that I've read and other things, what I've realised is that actually people with money have the opportunity to think about other things. Um, I think when you have money, you have time to, first of all, decide whether you like what you're doing for a living or what you're doing with most of your time. Um, If you don't, then you have the opportunity to then learn something new. You have the opportunity to feel like, actually, I'm working too hard. I'm going to stop for a little while. I think when you have to think about are my kids going to eat next month if they if I don't work sixty hours this this week? Then you don't have the opportunity to develop and grow. And from a that's from a kind of human perspective. And I think any kind of economic system should come back to people anyway because that's what it's about more than money. But I think even from a capitalist perspective, if you have more people having the opportunity to think about things and to consider. Their value and their place in society. You will have more people who are adding value to society rather than people who are taken. I think people w- will want to contribute more because mm-hmm. they will have the opportunity to pursue what Japanese call ikigai, which is, I guess that is what translates to uh, the reason you wake up in the morning. And right. people, if you have if you have the opportunity to if you're not think, constantly chasing the next paycheck to be able to live. You have opportunity to then be able to contribute to society, and I think, and I think that is probably one of the things that I've kind of turned on within this short period of of um, quarantine. I guess because I think people have I've seen so many other people. It's not just me with my briskets or whatever, but I've seen so many other people who are doing different things that you wouldn't have they wouldn't have ordinarily done because they haven't had the opportunity to do so. But it's things that those same things that doing are doing the things that people who have money do all the time anyway.
2: Yeah, I think also part of that is the people who have straight away utilized this free time were people who were thinking about, who were dreaming before, right? So those people are like, now I've got the time. I'm doing this. I'm putting out content. I'm doing this stuff. Um, There are people who also are, like you mentioned, who didn't have an opportunity to think before because they're all of their time was um, taken up with thinking about survival um, and who will go through a period of, so say this last year, they will go for a period of, okay, I just need to see it. Okay, now where's the next money going to come from now? And then they will get to a stage where they go, okay, actually, because if it's innate, they will get to a stage where actually they're like, actually, let me start to think about how I can dream. Because actually what money does, it affords you the ability to dream. There's, it's, it's, there's nothing else. I hate when people say, um, money can't make you happy. It can sure as hell make me sad. <laughs> it can sure as hell make me sad because if I don't have it, I lack the opportunities. I lack to, I lack the opportunity to even put forward my ideas. Does that make sense? So
1: like global studies on that exact point, from what I've seen, and then I'm happy to be um, corrected if I'm wrong, but from what I've seen, looking at GDP per capita um, across the world, the trend is that money does improve happiness up to a certain point. Yes. And to that point, it was, I think they've worked out that it was around $55,000 a year. Yeah. Uh, or $60,000 a year. So about £55,000 a year Um, up until that point. And that is the point in which they believe that it breaks where you then are no longer incentivized by the extra dollar. You're now yeah. able to actually do other things, other human things. So you might then decide you want to start playing the piano again. You want to learn, a, learn another language. You might want to start cooking. You might want to, uh, spend more time with your kids all other things that aren't involved in the fact that oh god it's monday and i need to go to work because mm-hmm. otherwise i'm not going to eat
2: i've heard that research as well and i think they say after that fifty-five thousand dollar mark or pounds or whatever it is what happens is you then start to have money related issues so you may take away the can i eat but now you're worried that anyone who loves you is loving you for your money so yeah mm-hmm. it's that yeah Do
0: you know what yeah. i've got I've done a dumb person in the room. I mean, the only one who's not wearing glasses and you lot are talking about Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> Izumiyaki, it, it J- J- Japanese uh, passion projects like you. I like,
2: did... is Izumiyaki?
0: <laughs> 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 sat and like sat and No, 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 this is, what, this is why I wanted Alex, I, I want to get Alex on the podcast for so long because the kind of conversations we have in a group chat and we get together and have the, the Negro caucus over steak and wine and Oh, discuss- well,
2: Hold on, you guys have a man them group chat?
0: no, no, no don't, 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 diminish it. It's a Negro corpus.
2: Yeah. No, I, I mean, can I come or?
0: <laughs> you have a penis? Don't ask that question in this, in this age. Anyway, so basically, yeah. I was about to. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, listen. I mean, after Rishi and if Boris, I mean, we'll get to that. Kicks the bucket after Rishi. Alex for president, yo. Real talk. Because right, you, <laughs> you know, what, Alex. Quick question before I go. I want to segue into what you said about. Quick question: Would you ever become an MP?
1: Um. I don't know. So it's something, it's something that I've joked about with Nick. Um, I don't know. I would I would get, get involved in something. I don't know what it would be. And I also don't know who it would be for. Um,
0: if you were Labour, I would laugh my ass off.
1: Well, it's funny because... <laughs> so, okay, so interesting. And without like saying either way... I don't know why well, there's more than two ways. But without saying either way, a lot of... I mean so yeah, yeah, you probably don't know this, but a lot of people joke or not joke—I don't know—that I'm like a hardcore Tory. Yes, yeah, I'm, not, yes. I'm not. I'm not hard. First of all, I'm not a hardcore anything. Um, secondly, I think a lot of the things that I say come across as either way. So, like just now, everything I said just now, I would probably say that identifies more with uh, kind of left. Leaning centre left, leaning um, political ideologies than right. Um, I mean, ultimately, I was saying that government should give everyone free money uh, for, for no reason, right? Um, for, for no, for, with no, with no that conditions, change, and no... Yeah,
0: that's, that's a change, I think, from one our, our previous discussions. I feel Say like that again. I think that's a change for you. To be fair, in terms of you're a bit more bipartisan in your views than you than you previously have been.
1: Yes, mm, yeah. I thought I think. Okay, in my opinion. um... I think that when it comes to like economic things and it comes to social things and political things I feel like there aren't enough major parties for any one person who's a thinking person to be hardcore one or the other and agree with 100% of one party so I think that it's quite easy to see benefits and values on both sides Um, I think Generally, I think most people, and this could be, this is an assumption, I don't have any depth about this stuff, but I think most people probably vote or agree with things that align with their own self Mm, Um, interests And I think to be able to not do that and look at the overall interests of the greater amount of people is a rare thing, but I think it's a valuable thing and I think it's important. As part of, I guess, discourse as well. So I think I'm able to see the value in in opinions that are different to mine, even if they disagree directly with me. But I think, if, to answer your first question, um, I would get involved in something political on a national stage. But I don't know if I'd be an MP.
0: Okay, so cool. So all I'm going to do now is make sure I say something salacious, which you respond to, and then blackmail with, you, with it later, five years down the line. <laughs> so that's, that's ultimately why,
2: why didn't Why didn't you ask me if I'd become an MP?
0: Uh oh, because nobody cares.
1: Oh, <laughs> your background, does, You know what, though? Shay, your background does look a bit like, um, what's that show with um, Michael Portillo and Diane Abbott?
0: What, co- Cocaine on the Roof?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? No, is that show, I don't know, is it called Politics Today or This Today? Oh,
0: or, oh, oh, know. the one with right. that guy. More to yeah, you than yeah, know. Yeah.
2: You're pretending, you wouldn't know.
0: No, Andrew, there is am I wrong? Andrew's, I'm joking. Oh right, cool. I've I this thing called um partial recollection where I can pass up half of something, but it's like I know what it is, and it's made me sound intelligent, really I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. But um, I thought that is what <laughs> that is. That and alcohol. So basically you're right. Um actually so going back to what we said before, I think literally, Alex, I, and Shay, you actually you know, well done, Shay, to be fair, you actually made it round up quite nicely as well. Um that was patronising, yes, yeah, so I know. Um, it was, was, um you talked about during this time. And I, that kind of got me thinking of why I kind of want to bring Alex on here today, where quarantine for me has brought out two C's. It's brought out the crazy and the creative. Um, so I'm going to lean on Alex a little bit, because Alex, guys, if you don't know, I um, mean, if you've probably picked up and listen, listening already, is Alex is obviously quite intelligent um, young man. And um, I like saying young man, because it makes me feel young too, because I'm older than you. Because um, <laughs> if you're old, then I'm, I'm effed. So um, basically, yeah, um, he's written an a- um, article Medium. Medium, talking about home education gonna let him describe that. But I think it's very actually particularly apt at this time where parents are p- taking the roles of teachers and actually probably having a more in-depth look at the curriculum more than ever so than ever. So I said than ever twice, but you get the point. Um, Alex, I mean, yes, yeah, so Alex, kind of what inspired you to kind of write that? Because I think you wrote it before and you
1: kind of kind of remixed it and did it again, right? Yeah, so I wrote it maybe five, five six years ago, maybe. So quite a long time ago. Mm. Um, so the article is called um, What are the only three subjects that should be taught in school? Um, and it's talking about, the premise of the article is that um, ultimately the school system that we have now um, is, I mean, the, the general kind of public school system, I, I think I say public school, I mean, state school system um, is kind of the best that we have at the moment. and it, it works to a certain extent, but ultimately it is off the model of uh, kind of 19th century school um and that schooling model was when kind of people first came into the cities from the the countryside and cities started to grow um because of the industrial revolution so the the whole new change in the economy and the type of economy that was that was involved so that's when you first had mass workers the first time people started using watches and clocks because time didn't matter before the time you started working was when the sun came up and the time you finished working was when the sun went down Mm -hmm. then after that then you had um Industrial Revolution changes like people like Henry Ford who then set a working day from for eight, nine, ten hours, and that's when people started using things like clocks. Then they had to start educating people and start educating people in the way that fit the new economy. So they had schools. Those schools um, went to feed the workforce of the economy at the time. The economy has changed. I'd say quite a lot. Um, the economic models changed a lot, especially in um, kind of core countries. Um, in in developed cities in those countries as well. So there's less uh, manufacturing uh, and there's more kind of tertiary tertiary jobs. Um, and even going into that kind of IT and, and remote jobs as well, the, the economy's changed a lot. But the school system, I don't think, has changed. I think the school system still runs um, in, in a very uh, 19th century way. And there's, there's a, a talk by um, Ken Robinson, which I mentioned in my article, uh, it's on TED Talks, how um, schools kill creativity mm. and it's quite the same thing like schools still work in the same way like the, a, a, a bell goes at the end of each section um you're, you're kind of graduated by date of manufacture like everything is done in the same way as, as a factory um and there's a massive bias as well i think there's a massive bias towards certain subjects so if you're good at math and english you're smarter than someone who's good at art and music um, than, than the other way around. And there's a bias towards which, which subjects are important. And it fits the old model, um, but it's now become a lot more of training to get through a system, to be able to go into a workforce and to, to fill a job than to be able to actually educate. Mm. Um, so, to spoiler alert on the article, the the um, point, I think, is that you should, the, the kids uh, going through the system should be learning how to love, how to love learning, how to and how to learn, ultimately how to apply that to whatever their passions and their understandings are. So I'm, this isn't a uh, airy fairy like do whatever you want kind of system. I still believe in kind of formal education and discipline education, but I don't believe necessarily that teaching kids in the same way as we were before is beneficial to how the world is changing. And another big point off the back of that is that you knew in. Kind of 1850, if you went to school in 1850, uh, it was pretty kind of certain that in 1870, 1880, 1890, your job was going to still be there and you'd have that job for the rest of your life. Mm. We didn't even know what jobs were going to be there. If you start school at at the age of five now, by the time you're 16, the jobs that you might have thought of doing when you you started school might not even exist anymore. Mm. And there's going to be new jobs that didn't exist when you started. The economy changes so much. Imagine coming out of I don't know. Coming out of college in 1991 as a fax machine engineer, like, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, I feel like you would have probably thought that you had a stable job in a stable industry, and then, boom, the internet hits, and there's Sweet. there's no there's no job for you in in, in ten years time, um, and you have to retrain. So I think it's important to rather than train train specific topics, you should be educating a mindset, and that comes back to the original thing I said about. Um, universal basic income as well I don't think that's just enough I don't think it's enough for the government to give money to people because I think the way that what both me and Shay said is that the part of it where you get the chance to have your head up just because you've been given the opportunity to have your head up doesn't mean you're going to pick your head up and mm-hmm. um, people need to have a change in mindset as well because there are lots of people kind of use claim with the creativity of craziness there are lots of people who are going nuts in quarantine as well <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's alcoholism and and all sorts of things developing during this time as well because people don't know what to do with the time because mm. they've never even had the mindset to think i want to do something else they are stuck and i think combining that change of mindset with an opportunity which would be bought in by money i think would be...
2: people need routine do you, know, do you know what it reminds me of the, the the statement you just made alex it reminds me of um you know when a really poor person for instance this isn't i'm not generalizing i'm just well, I kind of am, but... You sounded like happy. a very...
1: You said, she sounded more toy than I've ever sounded, by the way. Doing that, saying that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I no, 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 so, no. She, she, She sells on this little fence, isn't it? She sells, and okay. he sells- so, so your mum and your mum, but... Basically... No, but honestly, um, you know what it sounds like when a really poor person wins the lottery and blows their money because they don't know what to do with it. They don't have the education or the mindset or the kind of this is what I'm going to do if I have this thing they haven't had because it's not been their reality. And what you're talking about is now suddenly, very, very suddenly, it's been like, bruh, stay at home. Don't do anything. And now you literally are getting paid to have free time. And because you can't travel with it and you can't do anything outside of look inward, you suddenly go crazy because you're like, well, how, how do I curate my genius? How do I, you know, make the most out of what is in this this shell? It, it's it's yeah. It made me think of that. It made me think of the whole, you know, when people win the lottery that? and just they're just stuck.
0: You're rich, basically. Sorry, did you, you just want to say n-word, rich? Is that
2: because that, that's basically. No. Listen, br- <laughs> I have <laughs> no. Okay, so two things. Let me let me let me just put this into context for you, Morty. Okay. Mm. I am a person who I plan to build my wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. So I plan to build it so that future generations of my family um, inherit generational wealth. Right. So I I, all of my plans are built into I dream them up out of when I make this money, when I do this thing. And I'm working towards that. But also, if I win the lottery, I also have plans. I know exactly what I will do with it, whether it's one million or a one hundred million. I still know how I'm going to portion it out. I, yes, I still know what I'm going to do because I'm already dreaming that dream. People don't really have that. Most people, when they go and play the lottery, they're dreaming of winning that lottery so they don't have to go to work tomorrow. Mm. I'm dreaming of winning, winning the lottery so that I can make the things I'm already working on bigger, better, and improve the world. Yeah.
0: No, no, it, it, it does make sense. The, the, the typical phrase, devil makes work for idle hands, isn't It's Is that kind of that old kind of idiom. So uh, no, I know I do understand, and um, are coming. I mean, to...
2: just for the record, I don't play the lottery because I'm too poor. But yeah.
0: What? Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really sad. Um, <laughs> I would say to that, but um, <laughs> um, well, it's wow.
1: interesting though because I think like towards the end of what you just said there, Shay, I think, and a follow up that I am going to put together, um, and I will, will um, publish it shortly. It's going to be um, around why do we work? Because I think. Along the lines of the universal basic income, what's been pushed in, so it's been, um, in different ways different places in America, especially in Silicon Valley, a lot of the companies like Facebook and Amazon, regardless of what you think of them and their, their leaders, they've been pushing the idea of universal basic income as well. And a lot of that is behind the fact that the world of work is changing so significantly that a large proportion of American jobs specifically are um being automated and they're being run by um artificial intelligence mm. so there is a portion of people um who i guess would call themselves futurists who believe that all jobs eventually will be automated which would mean that there is no requirement for human labor uh, i'm not saying go far but Suppose for a minute that is that does become the case. Suppose there is no requirement that we have to go to work for money and everything that we need is provided on an automated basis. Would that be enough to make people stop working? I don't think so. No. I don't think people... Because I don't believe that the main reason that people work who do uh, work that is considered to be highly economically valuable, I don't believe the main reason that they do it is... Or money. I think there's other motivations behind it as well. And I think if we're able to tap into that, then you're able to be able to kind of extrapolate that from people who aren't in that position to be able to use that as drivers to get them into a better position as well, alongside obviously the education and, and um, I guess basic well, income.
2: It's what you said in your article. You spoke about Simon Sinek, who I'm a huge fan of, and it's it, you said it a minute ago when you were talking about what your article was saying. It's about making sure people understand how and and they understand their why because once people have that knowledge the how and the why the what and all of the rest of it um, and the when those come later but if you know your how and your why and the government or whoever it is can put in place systems that allow us to explore that how and that why i think people absolutely will want to go to work and want to continue doing what they're doing because before we've we've even reached that place people want to do that now because they see the value in it um, yeah. and and because humanity like we are actually innately this might be controversial but innately we're good people who want community and need it and thrive with it so once we know how to create that that feeling that social feeling that we crave or that makes everyone feel good i think most of us would do it
0: really Um, good people really i I I, I believe
2: that that's why i said it's controversial because i do believe that
0: if you look for history and look for how things have
2: happened it's always been the minority it's always it's always been the minority and the minority with power for instance hitler was he he knew what his why was he knew what his how was and he was a great um dictator he he had power and it's and it doesn't he was able to craft no craft isn't the right word but garner you know yeah bend people to his will but he he's he wasn't in the majority uh,
0: isn't that phrase um um evil prospers when good people do nothing so yes
2: that's that's my point exactly
0: yeah, so then even then, but then, but my argument is that many people have done nothing over the years. I'm you know, going to bring it up. It is what it is. Slavery. You're a bit
2: quiet. Say again.
0: Sorry, I'm going to bring it up. Um, I know you don't probably hate when I bring this up, but um, I'm going to bring up slavery, right? That, that centuries and centuries of people doing nothing um, and centuries of people being suffering and uh, the subjugation of other people. So even there one person engineering the ideology, would that be um Jim Crow or. I don't know Willie Lynch. If you're looking about, you know. if you know about him, look him up. But um, literally, anyone doing that kind of those kind of things, the people doing nothing. I think one person might be the catalyst for it. There's thousands and thousands of people, basically in absentia. Just and laughing. for as
2: many for as many thousands of people, there are there are there are as many reasons for why people do nothing, and. That i'm not excusing it i'm not saying they shouldn't do something and and i've stepped into many situations on the street where someone's been beaten up and everyone's just walking past yeah. i cannot s- spend my time focusing on why everyone else does nothing
0: mm.
2: all i can do is is worry about myself and and that person or the choice that i make to go and help in that situation but as for slavery the stories and stuff like that coming out of it and again just don't at me i'm talking specifically for, for this conversation but show that there were good people of all skin tones and hues and whatever who wanted to do something or did nothing because they were also oppressed or did nothing because they were female or did nothing because of fear or whatever it was. Rosa Parks didn't do anything all those times until she did. Do you know what I mean? So we, it's, I think it's too complex for us to... Oh yeah, it's a, it's a very common
1: conversation. Oh, I, I would like to throw my hat in ring on this. Oh uh, and I don't think that people are innately good or bad. I I don't think you can use a normative statement around people's around people whether they're good or bad. I think people. I think what people are is self interested. Well, I think um,
2: that's learned No, I, I remember as a, and and I'm coming at this from a Christian point of view. I think that. Are designed by design. That is exactly what we are. We are not born suddenly, and you can be born with psychopathic tendencies or stuff like that. But my my reason for stating that people are innately good is because that is what was intended, and that's where that comes from. When I absolutely believe that by the time we are say three. We've consumed enough to be even at that stage. And, and you, we know that kids or whatever, the, the way they develop, there is self, there's self-interest there. But I believe that we can all become self-interested. And because of what society is feeding us and because of what we're seeing and because we know that, no, don't do anything, that's not your business or whatever, we can become that way. And so by the time we're a certain age, society is fundamentally self-interested. I but would, so we are innately good.
1: Without, Without... I'm making, I don't want to make this a Bible study thing. <laughs> but right. but no, 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 I, just, I do want to ask, just, just, to, just to respond to your point, um, was, so if Adam was created perfect and Adam's only influence was God <laughs> previously, oh, what, what was his motivation for? Um, for now now this,
2: home? I've got my answer for you already. This okay. comes down to, I don't have the answer for that. My, uh, what it comes. My thing comes down to Eve, Eve, Eve. First of all, you shut up over there. But my, my, um, answer to this is actually about your definition and my definition and his definition and everyone's definition of good. What that's what it literally comes down to for me because I don't believe that because and 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 it's it's hard to use the Adam and Eve argument, but I'm going to use it because it's what we talk about. It's hard for me to be like, well, because. He ate the fruit, or because Eve tempted him, and and the devil. Te- that suddenly they're now both evil. I I I, I don't believe that making mistakes or ch- making bad choices based on your environment or whatever, again, makes us innately bad. It didn't make Adam and Eve innately bad. Does that make sense? But,
1: so at what point? At what point does it make someone? What at what point does someone tip over from being good to being? I think evil?
2: it's effective. and I think it's I think it's it's highly. It's a highly personalised thing. I I don't think I think that with you, if you are, um. Yeah, it's it's based a lot on actions and choices and the impact of those actions. Because
0: damning us, to, damning us to to, to hell, um, mankind to hell is, is 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 okay. Is that not impactful or damaging? Because we were good until Eve came into. Well, that.
2: Yeah, but what's the impact of you saying that?
0: Because you've said it. Oh so, Eve. No, Eve,
2: Eve, I, of I the can't original, you. I the can't. I
0: can't. You. The original sinner, Eve, who damned us all to hell. Yeah. I'm not
2: having this conversation. <laughs> no, no I, I'm, I'm with you, Oh, we
0: with Alex though, right? But <laughs> but well, you know actually? But then um, but then actually kind of kind of like to segue from that. I, I I do believe that there's a right side of the brain, left side of the brain. Kind of Alex talked about um, creativity and logic, etc. Um, I don't remember which 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 one is which for some reason. I don't know why. I want to say no, right is logical, right, and left is creative, right. Is that correct? Is that right, hemisphere? Oh, oh, yeah. Someone will correct us on that. Anyway, so basically, we'll just go with that. But um, I do believe that when you remove structure from people, I think ultimately to to, to kind of close on that point is that I think innately we are self interested. If you look at babies, babies um, it's about survival, right? Is there anything more self interested than survival? So basically, innately as human beings, take away all the all the complexities of modern man, a I minute, mean, we ultimately are designed to survive, and there's nothing more better than self-interesting than survive, right? So that's why I kind of go along. Survival is the biggest self-interest.
1: Sorry. And I think I think just just before you make your point when I say people, I'm talking about people, I'm not talking about individual persons. So man, an individual person have okay. an individual person can do on the balance of things good things in their lives or on the balance of things bad things in their lives. And I guess at the end of that you can then decide whether that person was a good person or a bad person. But I think people as a group, as a humanity, are self-interested. And I yeah, think that's I'm why people gonna... an individual person isn't predictable, but I think people are predictable.
2: Right. And and my only uh difference with you on that is that actually people are made up of people. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. But you can, but you, can but you can track you can track the behavior of mm-hmm. a of people and the people are generally predictable, which is yeah. why I guess like oh, things like sociality and, and economics, all the social sciences exist because you can track patterns of what people do. But I, yeah, you're right. Individual, if you go down to a granular level, then individual people are less predictable and you are obviously, there's makeup. make up. But that's what, you're, what you're mentality.
2: saying is that's why mob mentality exists. I totally agree. Mm. I, it yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah. I just want to, because I know
2: Morty, you're trying to move on, but I wanted to, say something about the article as well, if I can just quickly. Perfect. So there's a point in the article that you speak about you, which was my favorite bit, um, where you talk about being realistic and it's something that's really personal to me. I hate the whole notion of, and we know what people mean when they, when they talk about get a, real, get a realistic job or that kind of thing, because again, societally, we've been taught that a realistic job means a doctor or a nurse or I mean, I mean,
0: too as well, right? Sorry. Caribbean parents especially too, right?
2: Well, no, I think it's it's just, it's because it's you get it in um, Asian families. Yeah. and Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's mad. But you then go on at the end of the, your summary says, learn to learn, learn to love learning, learn to win, and hopefully our children will never know what it means to be realistic either. And I loved that summary of the whole article because... I'm with what I do I'm a creative and I try to educate people in how to be creative and to kind of understand their own kind of skills and feed that and that for me is the most powerful thing about the article because you you were talking about education and on the kind of the kind of overarching theme is okay we're going to talk about learning now so for someone who's going in totally blind and they're just scrolling on medium and they're like okay an article we're going to talk about learning now but actually what you were doing is inspiring people to move past the education to loving consuming anything that makes them better so i love that
0: i I was going to say do you know what we've got for once we actually agree for once because um there was a bit I liked the bit of the article too, especially when he referenced um New Armstrong and Cristiano Ronaldo who don't have quote unquote realistic jobs. Um and about They never
2: grew up, yeah.
0: Exactly, and never grew up. So like it's not like the pursuit of dreams, actually. And actually, to be fair, you've actually jumped in where I actually was, was trying to take a conversation actually about I wanted your take on it. Because as a creative, um literally it, I want to get your take on on Alice's article. Because I, I again I fundamentally really enjoy it again it's on medium under alex m weeks is that right alex weeks Alex Weeks, it's alex weeks, yeah. Alex weeks yeah so um it's on medium there so just definitely go check that out but Alex, you're gonna say something for i cut Are you going to say oh
1: i'm actually gonna say about creativity as well um and I've, there's two quotes that i love but i always get the wrong and i've butchered them so whoever they're attributed to i apologize often they're attributed to i'm i don't know if he actually said them the first one was uh actually in fact the first one's uh Picasso apparently uh, and that is that A creative adult is uh, a child who survived. Um, And the other one is Einstein, apparently, and it's that um, creativity is intelligence having fun. And I love both of those things because I do think that once you get to the point of when you really understand something, you really know something and you really love it, um, your intelligence comes across in a creative way. Because you're now not only just looking at regurgitating information, which is kind of one of the things that you look at in school, but you're actually now looking at solving problems. And if you look at the what I would probably say are the best paying jobs and the money isn't necessarily the measure of value in in society. But if you look at the best paying jobs or the most respected jobs, generally, um, they are solving often complex problems. And that is a form of creativity. Whether that is in entertainment, whether that's in business, whether that's in sport, whatever, you're solving problems. Um, and that is creativity. Okay, I like
0: that. We're going to pause the conversation there continue in part two because of me and my medical needs. But when we come back, uh, we're going to discuss more of the crazy and creative elements of what we're stuck in, known as The Quarantine.